Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. To our family, our extended family and community, our hearts have begun to heal because of your love and support. We love Savannah, and we never realized how many of you did also. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. On Friday, August 4th, 2017, investigators with the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office entered the Bonefish Grill in Mandarin, Florida. They're looking for anyone who might know the whereabouts of Savannah Gold, a 21-year-old woman who worked as a server at the restaurant. In the kitchen, they find Lee Rodarte. Um, so we're up here about Savannah. Did you know you know Savannah? Yeah. Okay, all right. Y'all work together yeah. here. How long, have you, how long have you worked together with her? How long have you known her? Um... I guess I've known her since she started here. Okay. Uh, a couple years ago, I guess. Oh, okay. So uh, I've been here for, it'll be five years in December. Dang. Yeah, that's... What's your position here? Uh, I'm the culinary manager. Oh, nice. Very cool. All right. And you've known her for about two years? Yeah. Okay. And when's the last time you saw her? The last time I saw her? Yeah. Um, I think she worked over the weekend. Okay. As it turns out, Lee Rodarte was not telling the truth on that August day back in 2017. I'm joined by Kaylee Tracy, a reporter at First Coast News in Jacksonville. Kaylee, let's go back a few days before that interview with Lee Rodarte. It was August 2nd, 2017, when Savannah Gold was reported missing. She failed to show up for work, as, a, as I recall. Yeah, that's correct. And, and that never happened from what her family and coworkers and friends said. In fact, she was always there early. She never... Uh, you know, was late, and she was very responsible from what all her coworkers, friends, and family members said. So that was that was a red flag right away. Um, and and then when they got strange text messages as well, her um, brother and father um, saying that she was running away with uh, this this older man, that she fell in love. Those text messages had um, a lot of typos in them, and her family said they didn't think that it really did come from her. Just um, the way that they were worded. Um, another thing, you know, she didn't reach out to her mom at all, um, and her and her mom are were very close. So her mom said, you know, she was my best friend. She would have told me if, if she was doing something like this. Um, so, so you know, red flags right away to the family. And she worked at a, at a restaurant in Jacksonville, Bonefish Grill, and there was a guy there by the name of Lee Rodarte, right, who was the, uh, the management in the kitchen. And they had had some relationship on and off over time, right? Correct, yes. They both worked at the Bonefish Grill. Her brother worked there as well. Um, she was a server there. And from what we understand, um, he he was in a higher management role. And in one of the interrogation videos released by um, Sheriff's Office here, he said that, you know, they would think that it was inappropriate or they may get in trouble if um, people found out. And it was because he, the word that, the sheriff's office used was, why are you not supposed to be fraternizing? He essentially said something like, yeah, something like that. And in that same interrogation video with detectives, a few days after meeting with Rodarte at the restaurant the first time, 
Lee Rodarte told more lies about the last time he saw Savannah Gold. He told them that he actually did see her the day she disappeared in the parking lot at the restaurant, but that she got out of his car and got in a truck. And it looked like she was either texting or calling somebody, um, because as she started walking towards the, there's an entrance to to the plaza. Okay, yeah, Um, it's closer towards 295? Yeah, Yeah. okay. I wouldn't say she was walking along the edge of the plaza, but she was walking maybe towards this way. Mm -hmm. And I would say an older model Ford pickup, Mm -hmm. green. Okay. So she gets out of the backseat and begins walking toward, in the direction of, not necessarily paralleling um, San Jose, but she's walking towards 295 or down towards that entrance area. Yeah. Um, and then she's got her phone, and you said you thought she was calling somebody? Um, she was. She had it in her hand and looked like, I mean, I couldn't tell if she was texting or sure. not or anything. But she had her phone out. Yeah, she had her phone out and was looking at it, and then um, it looked like she was going to put it up to her ear, and then yeah. the green truck came around. Okay. That also didn't happen. There was, in fact, surveillance video of Savannah parking her car outside the Bonefish Grill that day and getting into Rodarte's vehicle. A brief time later, the car begins shaking. He eventually gets out, goes over to her car, comes back, and drives away. Detectives had seen the video and knew Rodarte was not telling the truth. So where's Savannah right now? I don't know. Where would I find her? I don't know. That's my, my prime objective is to find her. Definitely. I think time's running out on her. And I think that... I mean, I, I've, I should have said something to you yeah. guys when I talked. Oh, yeah, I yeah, should have said should. something Wednesday think, or Thursday when it was brought in. So tell me how I go from nice guy, never met you. Um, you seem like a nice guy. I come up and talk to you uh, again, out of you, you know, you agreed that there was nothing threatening or anything about our conversation. Just asking you for some some basic, simple things. We, we talked for just a few minutes, and you um, didn't tell me this story. I'm not going to say the truth because um, I, I think there's holes in this story too. Okay. Um, so you don't tell me this story, and then today we're talking again because I brought you down to talk to you because I found holes in, in that story that didn't match up. And now you're telling me another story that there's holes in this story that does not match up. I told you the last time I saw her. That's not true because we have proof. We have we have proof. And that's why we're sitting here, Lee. At this point, we need this for her. I mean, I look at that little girl and I think of my little girl. My little girl who's her age. That's who I think my little girl I couldn't imagine I don't care what she said about you or whatever but my little girl is that age uh, maybe, maybe and you're not telling the truth maybe something gets out of hand in the car I didn't do anything okay you didn't do okay. anything but she okay. was in your car she never got out of your car she never got out of your car Lee we're not saying that you did anything I'm trying to find her I didn't say you I did don't know anything where she is. well we can prove that you left with her in the car as it turns out, Lee Rodarte would finally break down that day and confess and lead investigators to Savannah Gold's body. After days of investigating, law enforcement found the body of Savannah Gold in a lake behind this wooded area at the end of Club Duclay Drive. She didn't deserve that. <laughs> he, he dumped her in a pond. She was dynamite, you know? I mean, she was somebody you'd want to hang around with. He extinguished such a beautiful soul. 
An autopsy would later reveal that she had died from homicidal violence. It appeared that whatever happened inside that car ended her life. Since 2017 and in court motions and proceedings, Rodarte claimed self-defense that he feared for his safety inside the vehicle and grabbed her neck. A judge denied the self-defense claim. And recently, he pled guilty in a deal with the prosecution. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. He has, is serving now 40 years. He has credit for time served since his time in jail from 2017, August of 2017. So he um, took the plea deal and admitted to, to murdering Savannah. Kaylee Tracy heard victim impact statements from those who knew and loved Savannah Gold. It was an extremely emotional day in court as Savannah's family struggled to put into words what she meant to them. Savannah's father saying she had the heart of a lion and her brother saying he lost a part of himself when she was killed. And her mother telling the judge Savannah loved fiercely and loved an underdog saying that's what ultimately took her life. You can read about it and hear about it, um, but seeing it and hearing it in person is just so so different and so much more powerful, I think. Um, her mother, father, and brother all read statements, and then several of her friends submitted letters uh, to the judge with their victim impact statements. Um, you know, obviously very emotional for her entire family. Her brother at one point um, stopped in the middle of reading and just said, you know, I, I can't I can't tell these strangers what she meant to me. He said he lost a piece of himself when she died. He's never going to get that back. And he said he's been through counseling and everything, and he doesn't know how to, um, in his words, you know, fix fix this. Um, her mother, she, this is pretty interesting, that she noted um, the sad significance of the number 21. It was Savannah's lacrosse jersey number, the Roman numeral tattoo on her wrist, the age she died, and now the year that her killer was sentenced. Um, and, and through all that, she also told the stories of, you know, Savannah at the time. Um, she chose not to, to go off to college. Her mom was battling cancer, um, and she stayed home to take care of her. And they became, she, her mom said in, in that statement that day, cancer was one of the best things that happened to me because it brought, she said, her closer to her daughter. Um, and they just talked about, in general, um, you know, this fighting spirit of she was not, not too tall, um, but she had a lot of charisma, a great lacrosse player. She sewed, um, they said, as well, and, and just loved by everyone. Her mom also mentioned she always rooted for an underdog, and she thinks that that is ultimately um, who took her daughter's life. So it was all pretty powerful in that courtroom. The judge also mentioning that he, he told her family before they left the courthouse, he said what they said in that courtroom that day will stick with him for as long as he serves on the bench. Yeah, I mean, it's, such, it's a really sad case, but it's, it's an interesting case, too, because they really had their guy almost right away, and then he just fought tooth and nail and lied and tried to come up with, I guess, a lot of ways to, to not serve time for really terrible crime. Yeah, and, and I do want to mention as well, in, in that courtroom, um, a lot of her family and friends packed 
into, you know, social distancing. They did space out and wore masks and all that. And it was one of the first um, hearings that they've had at this courthouse since COVID. Um, but, I, you know, obviously they're all emotional as well. But, um, you know, a few times I did look at Lee Rodarte and he himself was crying as well. Um, his attorney passing, public defender passing tissues over to him. Um, and I know in one of the defense, or excuse me, in one of the um, interrogation videos as well, you can hear him saying, you know, I'm so sorry, Savannah, I'm so sorry. Um, it's just interesting to see those types of emotions from this, this man who admitted to killing this victim in this case. My thanks to Kaylee Tracy at First Coast News in Jacksonville, Florida, for her reporting on this story. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday with new episodes, Monday through Friday. We also have a weekly show covering cases around the country, True Crime Chronicles. Check it out today wherever you listen to podcasts. That's True Crime Chronicles. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson.